Welcome to The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris, episode 44. I'm Glenn Ferris, and on today's show, we have the proprietor and creator of The Bearded Monk, Ben Isley. I love Ben. Ben brings beer. I like beer. I like beer. I met Ben when he was a beer writer for the Dallas Morning News. We kind of put it together. The details are hazy, but we go over it in the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out The Bearded Monk. They're doing drive through services right now. I've taken advantage of it several times. Right there in Beer Alley, right behind Eastside Social Club at 122 East McKinney. Now, they're right across the street from the post office, right next to Denton County Brewing. We talk about Denton County Brewing a lot. Talk about Seth Morgan, what happened to his lost interview. We get into the details on that. You can give them a call and place your order. Uh, the Bearded Monk, uh, that number is 940-999-7238. Give them a call. Give Ben a call. Order your beer. Ask for what's good. What's good, Ben? He'll tell you. He's a great guy. Love him. And while you're waiting, hop on your phone and check out glennferriscommercial.com. Got a lot of show notes on this one. I've got the video we talk about. It's very funny. Uh, we've got extra links. Uh, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff on there. I'm sure we'll end up there. It'll be great. Check it out. And also, all the social media, at Glenn Ferris. Got a busy week up ahead of me. Uh, going to try to get a podcast out next week. Not sure if I'm going to make it. Going to try. Going to do my best. But got some stuff going on. You'll hear about it later. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. I hope you find this podcast useful and helpful and slightly entertaining. Now give it up for Ben. There we go. And we're live. Right now? No, I don't. <laughs> Just sit there and let me drink the beer. So, mm. yeah. So you haven't heard a single podcast. That's horrible. I'm awful. I'm come absolutely in, awful. Come into my studio. Coming in here blind as all get out. So That's this is there. So I, I know I said this is live, but this is not live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, this. Thank you. What yeah, did you sure. bring for our community? Oh, An yeah. Indian pale ale with citrus. Yes. Citrus slice. I thought this would be a nice little yeah, uh-huh. a, a Texas a Texas uh, drink for today. I like it. And then, uh, yeah. Oh man. The, the other Dude, one happy Friday, have. man. Yeah. Happy Friday. Happy Shotgun Friday. Is it, we can't shotgun in here. But Different like, cheers. Yeah, there we go. There cheers. Go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I hadn't even thought about that. Ah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, that is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one thing about IPAs I don't like, uh, if you remember like the stone IPAs kind of went in this direction, was it got grapefruity. The mm-hmm. more kind of heavier on the hops you got, it had that grapefruit thing. And this does not have that. This is a citrusy thing, but it's not the grapefruit, like bitter <sighs> citrus. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's not aggressive. Now, there are some, even on the, the juicy side, that have a whole range of like tangerine or peach um, all the way into heavy like stone fruits. Mm. And they're also losing the bitterness on the, the northeast 
New England style IPA. So oh, opposite really? coast. Yeah. yeah. Well, East this coast style. Th- this was kind of back in the day though. This was mm. a little back in the day. Hey, point your mic a little at you your want face. Right at my face. Yeah, it's weird how that works. Am I close enough? You're perfect now. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. It was the angle. It's just right there. It's just right. I, yeah. I, I didn't know if you wanted all the. I love that. It's in there. No, it makes me feel like I'm <laughs> like right. You're right in my right. ear. Oh, great. I enjoy. Here I am, right in your ear. It's what I need. Man, you got a voice for podcasting. <laughs> I can't believe that are you're, you you're going to be like episode ugly? 44, and I can't believe you weren't like episode two. Oh, well, I'm excited to do this. This you're is so much fun. You're a hard person to get a hold Actually, of. Actually, you've been on my podcast before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was a while ago. That was a lot of fun. I remember that. Podcasters, podcasting, podcasters. Yeah. That was, <laughs> man, I love what you do over there. Like the Free Beer Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? That's it. Yeah. That's that, a fun one. It is a lot of fun. Hey, have yeah. me on whenever you want. Because right I have I had a blast doing that. Okay. I had a blast. We got to do that again. And also, I will say that when I did that, I was not able to just sort of like be in. You know how you, you're really good at it. You're very good at it on that show. You sit down. You're cool. You're glib. You're not nervous. You're just like doing your thing. You're doing the bin thing. That took you a couple of times to do it before it became a thing you did and, and weren't thinking about it. Yeah. And it's still there. It, mm-hmm. Honestly, it's still there. And you can't forget that there's an audience that can yeah. talk to you and respond back to you or that's watching you Yeah, that, you know, you can't get feedback from. Well, that's, that's, that's live though, strange. right? Don't you do that live? Yeah, there's that one's some, live. some comments that come through. Yeah. They can comment on Facebook, but that's still, it's not the same. Like, you know, like yeah. we're doing right now, just yeah. in a room talking to each other. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's hard to it's hard to keep track of the comments, and sometimes they they come and it's like, wait, what? What? That just took us totally out of this. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, comment on the last uh, <laughs> the last discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I had this experience, and I still do this. I'll I'll not kind of mentally prepare for one of these, and I'll kind of revert to my old vocal tics that i hear because you know you hate the sound of your voice Mm. and there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it like the one recent that was real bad on my end was chris watts comes in and it was at the height of like everybody was gonna die from covid sort (laughs) of moment and i'd had a lot of coffee that morning and just my brain was like up my tail i was like uh, it was, it was uh, bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. You know, mm. I could not, couldn't get out of it, and had to edit heavily to make me sound normal. <laughs> it was bad. It was had to cut out all the dead space. But that's the benefit of being the guy who edits and talks on it. I get to make me sound awesome. <laughs> Everyone else, you're kind of on your own. All right, <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? If you just want to make when you edit this. Just make my part even worse. Just uh, <laughs> put it, put uh, it a bunch of farts or something. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, okay, uh, like, uh, like, like yeah. that. Like, there yeah, like. <laughs> so you can just take That's those and re-edit them into everything I say. Oh yeah, just to make it, me sound worse. Just randomly <laughs> put it across. Just right in the middle of one of my, one of my. It'd be more of an art project then. It'd be like. <laughs> conceptual 
Art. How do we make this worse? <laughs> ben, it is so good to see you, man. I know. It's been so it's long. It's been a long time. And yeah. I have to put this into context. It is May 1st. Oh, yeah. May the 1st be with you. That's Wait, no, true. that's the 4th. Sorry. It's the 4th. That's coming up. It's oh going to be May. It's going to be May as today. There you go. But you go. the context of it is, I mean, Greg Abbott this week said May 1st, we're open for business. Yeah. What is that capacity? Uh, what does that mean for Bearded Monk? The Bearded Monk? Or are y'all not really much on our on our regular day to day? We're we posted up. We're not we're not going to change anything right now. You know, I don't quite feel that. See, that's why that's why I tilted the microphone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, everything's um, been like I have like disinfectant on everything over there. So, well, that's good too. You yeah. need to disinfect, and I clean it, it all before I start you're burping yeah. toward it. Um, the the day to day is not going to change a lot. Um, mm-hmm. We well, you're doing the the beer alley roll through. Yeah, and we're going to keep doing the the drive through and deliveries um, as long as we're allowed to. But right now, I don't think we're going to have anybody in the shop. Just keep it going yeah. like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Keep everybody home. Keep them safe. Yeah. Get them drinks while they're, while they're sitting in the backyard. Or People need while them. While they're hanging out watching TV. Man, I've enjoyed walking over uh, and doing, just doing little walk-by. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> little walk-by. I like that. Walk it's through. awesome. Walk yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? How long did it take you? I mean, kind of walk me through what that was even like the spring break happens and then spring break gets extended basically except everything shut down <laughs> what yeah what were you thinking as far as like what you guys had to do to adapt at that time as a craft beer shop downtown well you know one of the things we had wanted to do for a while was delivery yeah um but this having you know abbott opened up delivery with food yeah. So it gave us the ability. It's awesome. Same with uh, with the drive through. We had wanted to do a drive through. We just couldn't figure it out. Or not that we couldn't figure it out. It's that we didn't want to spend time. Yeah. Or we didn't have time to really plan it out. So when this, when we saw what was coming, I had just gotten back too. So on the personal side of things, I lost my dad. Yeah, that's right. right. This. I remember that. Yeah. So I walked back into this from yeah. this horrible sadness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Okay, well, this is the new norm. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd asked staff to stay home. I said, I'll work, and let's see. Every day we can stay open, we'll stay open. But we knew that... Take it a day at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we knew it wasn't, it wasn't safe to be around each other. So why not close up the doors and just offer just drive-through? Like, yeah. why not? Um so that was just kind of natural. It was always, it was already there in our heads. So yeah. why not make that the norm now? Mm-hmm. Um, Adapt. The, yeah. Yeah. And the biggest one was just the biggest obstacle was sending out messaging to let people know, no, we're not letting you walk in. That's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing anywhere anymore. You should, you stop thinking that that's the new, the still the norm. Um, so that was our biggest one is just getting the word out there. How long did it take people to kind of realize like, this is real and start taking it seriously. Like, did you have people trying like, seriously, you're going to close down? Was there a moment where people weren't really believing? Yeah. In that, in that first couple of weeks, 
people were still kind of confused by that. Yeah. I think it helped big time with that core group that hangs around on the square. Uh, John Williams helped out with that quite a bit by him saying, no, this is serious. Uh, we're closing Miss Angeline's Oak Street and Eastside. Yeah. Oh, he was pretty early. Yeah. Like it was almost like South by got shut down. And then the next week, John Williams was like, yeah, we can't, we can't be mm-hmm. open. We're yeah. not even going to try. Yeah. It was, yeah. I think that was right before judge Eads, wasn't it? it was oh, that no. weekend before. No, I said South by, Oh, before judge Eads. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was like yeah. the 14th, 15th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Yeah. That's what I think it was. So yeah. that, that helped concrete in a lot of customers minds that, oh, okay, I shouldn't be flipping about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still, couple of weeks where people were really confused yeah that they would park walk past a line of cars and just try to walk in yeah um and that's still kind of happening there's still some folks that that aren't in that mindset that this is a communicable virus um and they they come to the door they they try to peek their head in the door and like no just hang out there i'm coming over to you so that still kind of happens now you got to get one of those half doors Ah, uh, yeah. So you can swing it open. You're like one of those barn doors. Yeah, that'd be cool. Kindergarten playground door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a tiny, a tiny door for Concho to come in. <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh, sweet Concho. I love Concho. He's <laughs> a sweet dog. You run into Concho and Bird quite a bit on the square on a daily basis. <laughs> nice. Daily. Nice. We should do actually. That's an idea for. I was. I'm trying to sell Bird on this. Do a coffee table book. The birds, or the sorry, the birds, the the dogs of of Denton. Oh yeah, it's like all the dogs that are downtown because you get to know them. There's a couple I'm just like I've seen for years. So I love that. But Those that, are my neighborhood dogs. So like no, but uh, that that's a really good point. And when so <laughs> my birthday was March 16th, the Monday of like it, we're done, right? Super belated birthday to thank the you. shut in. Thank you. <laughs> As an introvert, it was perfect. It was amazing. It was everything I, I wanted and more. Send me birthday wishes I over wish, email. Yeah, I wish my I wish it was over, but um, that it was, yeah, I'm having a great time with it actually. But all that aside, a little gallows humor. So <laughs> that Monday happens, and my wife doesn't go back to school. The schools are closed. It's a very serious deal for anyone paying attention downtown was still kind of full of cars like we were at like maybe 90 percent on monday maybe 80 percent on tuesday it took a whole week of people just kind of coming downtown and kind of like why are things closed but still kind of finding things to occupy themselves like it was a slow ramp down and Mm -hmm. i think i posted a video on friday i took out the trash on a Maybe it might have been Thursday or the the following. It might have even been the following week where finally it felt like, okay, there's we're down to like maybe 10 percent traffic, 15 percent traffic. Is that the, the night you were walking around? So I've seen a couple of videos from you. So I did. Uh, the first video I did was me walking around just like and that was me taking out the trash. I got accused of hanging out downtown. <laughs> but just so everyone knows. I live here and I got to take my trash out. So even when we were on lockdown and I was taking videos of the square, that's where I live. Just so we're clear. Just so it's not just me. Yeah. It's a neighborhood. I swear. Uh, (laughs) Facebook is not a fun place right now. 
I'm loving it. <laughs> you know what? I love your positive well, attitude. Okay, so we we've talked about some things and we've some, talked about a lot of groups. things. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, on the other side, I'm seeing so much positivity in the beer world. Like in yeah. the in the beer Facebook groups, it's people oh, good. talking about like what oh, new beers are coming out and what they're doing at home. That's and good to hear. Playing game, yeah. yeah. And then like now, there's a lot of positive, but so uh, we we moderate we help moderate the the Denton Downtowners page. We do, and the things that I've had to read and delete <laughs> that people thought. First of all, just that people thought those things. Eh, it's pretty bad, but I can I can live with it. I've thought some pretty bad things. Mm-hmm. I keep them inside though. Um. If people had said those things in public, it'd be like, oh, okay, you're probably having a bad day. Cool. Like, it, it, things suck. I get it. I get it, man. But people type these things on the internet for everybody to see. I can't believe some of the stuff we've deleted off that page. Yeah, there's been some, there's some, been some pretty bad stuff. It'll make you be pretty cynical about life, but a lot of good things too. There's a lot of good people. There's, and I think as anything on the internet, as bad as things are, there's equally the good stuff that's been happening. There's been yes. some like heroes out there, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking of heroes. Okay. So Jeremy Roxon's. Who's that? Uh, Denton Spider-Man. Oh, okay. He, he, I thought we weren't supposed to know who he was. Oh, fudge. Uh, d- Just kidding. I don't, I don't know anything about that. You got to edit that out. We can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, we can't. He'll, can't expose. He'll be hunted down. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, but I, I saw he posted on his personal page the other day and just said, had to unfriend some people. If you're bringing negativity into my life, that's a waste of my time. A minute yeah. on that is a minute wasted. Like, right on. And this is a guy that's actively going out and doing, like, going to little kiddos birthday parties in the front lawn. <laughs> like, he's even gotten some calls about that. And just supporting his neighbors. Yeah. And, you know, telling people to be safe and cover up their mouths or that's a pretty tight, uh, Spider-Man suit for children. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love, I love that mindset, you know? Yeah. Keep it happy. Keep it wonderful. Keep it safe. Well, something I've also noticed, and I had a, had a phone call from a, a downtown business owner yesterday, like real concerned about it. What's have, has there ever, has there been any discussion about, people that are opening for business and people calling them like, Oh, you're, you're trying to kill us. Welcome to the death death cult. Like, is there any negativity going on for local businesses that you're seeing? I will. I've seen, I've seen some of it online. Yeah. There's a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and boy, this is a, a heated debate, right? Um, but I, I haven't heard anything personally from business owners Hmm. right now. What do you, what, what do you think about it? I mean, like, where are you, uh, do you think, uh, I mean, obviously I know how you think about it right now, mm-hmm. which is we're going to maintain what we're doing, what we're doing is working. Let's be safe. Um, but what, what about for, uh, let's see, all retail is open. Like we can go anywhere mm-hmm. right now. Do you think that's a good idea for us to do or a bad idea? Would you make that call? I, or I don't agree with it. it. That's not, what it, do you mean? So you're saying like, we should probably 
Yeah, I would think we should probably down. hold off. And and my point of view is just from a safety perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not living living a life where uh, I'm about to lose my house. Yeah. You know, it's been hard, but I'm still maintaining my livelihood. Yeah. Um, so I can't make that call for other people that maybe have to take a risk. Right. But I I don't think. Um consumer practices are there yet in a safe way i don't think um some businesses i don't think are thinking through all of this yeah you know if uh if you go back and watch some of the old uh some of the old footage from like the ebola outbreak if if you want to be sure that you don't get anybody sick well then they probably need to be stepping in ebola bleach on the way into the shop you you need to be wiping down the counter between every person you need to be wiping down the pins between every person and I, that's just some simple stuff i think a big store like walmart man they're not they're not going through and disinfecting all the cereal boxes every time somebody goes down the aisle but this is kind of the argument for like why are we shutting things down home depot has been doing it's crowded it's been crowded the, this whole time so like if it if only certain it doesn't work if only certain people are are shut down it it only works if everybody is shut down right uh no i think you still you still lower the chances i mean here i am i'm i haven't been to home depot i haven't been on that side of town Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks so yeah that's great so the thousands of people that have are just i mean yeah that's that's a good point my yeah and here's kind of my thinking. I was thinking about this last week. I can't think of a. So we set out the whole shutdown. We set what we were setting out to do was flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. And that was not overwhelm the medical uh, facilities. If everyone got it at once, everybody, you know, we and people weren't able to get medical care that they needed at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that the shutdown did that. So if that's what our goal was when we shut it down, then at this point we're looking at, until we get a vaccine, what we're looking at is everyone who's going to get it is eventually going to just get it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little on the side of, I think people should be able to, I I can't think of a reason to keep it shut down. I just, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm just off. I just, I haven't thought of a, I haven't thought of a reason to keep it shut down yet because we, there's no vaccine. Yeah. Everyone's going to get it. Who's going to get it that, and it's either you get it now or you get it a month from now. That's well, now there is something to think about if we're, if the, the mass community says, okay, we're ready to, we're ready to take it on. We're ready to support the people that are going to be mm-hmm. most critically hit. Popping everything open is just why ever do a lockdown. It, that's it's like, good, Oh, yeah. well, you, this is interesting. Yeah. Texas uh, didn't spike until this point. That's a good point. They were, yeah, yeah. you know, they were a month off. Why is that? Oh, yeah. well, they just opened everything up again. Right. And that's what we don't know. The other part about it is if we, aren't able to actually test because it's like a two week uh, n- uh, period of like no symptoms. Mm-hmm. You, you have it, you can spread it two weeks. 
because we can't, we don't have the tests available and we're not testing near enough what we should like, not even close. We don't have like, we open up 200 tests today, 200 today. And previously we kind of had what we had and people were, you basically had to be like show all the symptoms and have been in contact with someone to even get a test previously. And I think you had to be crucial, right? Like you had to be but possibly frontline worker, yeah. EMT, oh, fire, okay. medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that's how it was at the beginning. Yeah. And the reasoning for it was that there just weren't enough tests. The people were, they lowered a bunch of restrictions for people who were making tests and they were getting tests that like wouldn't weren't work working. Oh, mm-hmm. so there are a bunch of bogus tests out there and like the doctors are getting hit up by every company that has the, t- the test. And it's like, you know, maybe 50% fail rate on those. Um, no way. Where are we getting that, that information from? So that actually, I, I had a, a doctor on the, the podcast last week. Um, and no, and actually, I, I think I misquoted that. He didn't say 50%, but there was a high fail rate. Yeah. Enough to like, you can't count on those tests. Oh, that's kind but, of worse. Yeah. Listen to that podcast. Like in the podcast, he, I mean, cause he's on the front line. He's well here. And here's the other thing he said. They had given at that point, this was two weeks ago, he had given 50 uh, tests mm-hmm. and only had five test positive at that point. So I don't know what that tells you. So, but they're there. If the data was accurate. Yeah. If the, if, if those yeah, tests but, were coming well, back. Well, yeah. Well, he said the tests that he had, the tests that he had given that he, and he was a hundred percent positive that those were like, those were the FDA approved good tests. Gotcha. So he was like, those are like five out of 50 is what, but it's like anybody who has any sort of like flu symptoms is like, like asking for a test. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of, so kind of, that's kind of my point is like, until we start testing, it's like, we don't know when to shut down. We don't have the, we don't have enough data to like even say we should shut it down. Cause we don't know who has it. Like, yeah. oh man. So, boy, that's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's stuff I've been thinking about. <laughs> Downtown is awesome. Yeah, but you know, on the on the positive side, uh, we our medical resources haven't been overwhelmed here, mm-hmm. which is really good. Like they've, and I kind of like the fact that I go to like West Oak. I was there this morning. I man, I'm I'm going there when I can. I'm supporting supporting whoever I can. And it's super clean over there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's washing their hands, wiping down the pins, like you said. Oh yeah. I never even thought about that stuff. But we've got a new culture of like being deathly afraid of the bug. <laughs> right? Could be yeah. good. Well and I think uh, I, I I was gonna post about this, but I didn't. The yeah, just talk about it now. The perfect. I didn't realize that I am like the perfect combination for for this outbreak. Are you? Like, I'm, I'm a mild germaphobe, thanks to my father. Are you? Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. That's always. Fun. It's probably yeah. why you're gonna survive. And but I'm it, not. it's just mild. It's like <laughs> you touch. You know, you touch something else. You go out and touch your trash can outside well you don't just walk in inside and like eat a burrito you wash your hands that's what i, I mean <laughs> by like mild germaphobe so right? i have a trash can stick <laughs> 
so I don't have to lift the community <laughs> trash can. Yeah, so I have a little stick like wedged, like only where I can get it. Nice. And so I'm like, rrr, rrr. oh, it's now my, it's out it's my there. trash stick. I'm gonna use that. Don't stick. affect my trash stick. <laughs> Things you gotta do. But yeah, they, so there's that kind of thing, right? Um, but I think that's yeah, that's gonna become the new norm for a while, which makes me happy. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's like the rest of the world gets to catch up with bartenders and kitchen staff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Man. So what is, you and Denton County Brewing have a special relationship. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that video? I did. <laughs> Describe the video for people. Uh, it was, it was uh, foreigners, I want to know what love is. Is and, that? Yeah. yeah. I want to know and, what love is. <laughs> good stuff good stuff the seth the owner at denton county brewing company has been running their to-go beer yeah on his side and other staffers are too but he's like taking the early week when it's kind of slow and uh i've been running or i was for a long time running our drive-through mm-hmm. and uh it's like man we're just kind of <laughs> sitting here there's nothing going on <laughs> So the video progressively gets sadder and sadder as we're reaching out toward each other because we're the only two in Beer Alley and we just want to hug each other. That's, That's all. amazing. Who put that together? That was great. Directed, you, filmed, and edited. You're like the Werner Herzog of Beer Alley. <laughs> <laughs> that is way too much. It's pretty specific. I, you know what? I'll take a Spielberg. I'll take a Spielberg. I feel, I feel I'm on that level. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fine. You're the Spielberg of beer alley. <laughs> Ugh. That's still that cheapens good good movies still. Come on. Oh man. That was funny. Where did the name Beer Alley? Who came up with that? Beer Alley. Or the Bermuda Triangle. Seth, I feel like came up with Bermuda Triangle, the owner of Denton County Brewing Company. Yeah. Actually, this is kind of fun. I love maps, and you got this big old downtown Denton map. I got maps all over the place. Yes, yeah, there it is. I see it right over Uh, there. There's Beer Alley. So when this was this was printed in 2014, uh huh, yeah, 2014, I believe Denton County Brewing was the Purvis Bearing. That's right. Building at that point, yeah. Purvis Bearing at that time. Uh huh. Wow, that's crazy. Actually, actually, it's labeled up there, Purvis. Oh, wow. Yeah. It says Purvis right there, I think. Yeah, Purvis. Oh, and then I have you labeled right there. Oh, yay. (laughs) You can keep track of it where everybody is. So two things nobody knows that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spill on right now. Oh, Uh, Seth came in and we did a podcast. He probably would have been like episode five or something. So that week. I was up at Steve's Wine mm-hmm. and I sat down. I put my laptop on the chair next to me, and a buddy of mine came in and pulled the chair out, and my laptop fell off the chair. Oh. And it destroyed the screen, which pretty much meant I had to get a new laptop. And when I transferred all my files and everything over, his interview didn't make it. <gasps> Bum, bum, bum. And I've never told him why. <laughs> I meant to, and actually, I meant to tell him it at the, at the bin, because I just don't run into him enough. Oh, yeah. And when I do run into him, I just want to, like, I, I'm not even thinking. I need to tell him eventually, like, dude, dude like, that news, dude. the reason, the reason that never came out. Yeah, I'll take him. 
the reason that never came out was because like my laptop died <laughs> not because it sucked <laughs> sorry i'm sorry if you're like no seth is a great orator i He's love that guy fantastic too. speaker i freaking love that guy and it was such a good such a good interview i mean he's so heartfelt about like his craft and what he does and the community and i'm just like oh i we need like we need more people like that Mm-hmm. well and i think denton's fell with them that's true yeah yeah 100 percent. looking yeah. at this map i'm thinking about all, all the little spots around yeah it's cool <laughs> yeah and that's labeled like the dark blue those are city-owned buildings. Oh, okay. So all the blue is like a structure. Okay. Uh-huh. Y'all, y- y- this is thrilling, thrilling podcast radio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Us looking at a map. <laughs> well, people, I mean, people should want to come in here. That's and, right. And check out my maps. Come in here and look at these and maps. And I have uh, Denton County, which is awesome. Yeah. Thing's huge. People love that. It has, <laughs> like over there, that little post-it note. It has on the map labeled the Indian burial ground. I'm dead serious. What? Yeah. And uh, so it says, will you go to the Indian burial ground with me? Mark, <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> and I, I put that up during our Christmas party one year. And like people would come by and like a couple of people checked. Yes. <laughs> I'm like awesome. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's on some property that, uh, is in the Cole family. Mm-hmm. So Jason brought me out and we explored the Indian burial. What? Room. Yeah. It was right off the Chisholm trail, Oh, which goes through right there. And then the Chisholm trail went through right there because of the water source right there. And that's why the Indians like would stop there and bury their people. So it was a stopping point. Like, all right, we'll be back <laughs> yeah. next season. Yeah. Legitimate Indian burial. Room. What? yeah that is so awesome dug up some indian bones no you didn't no they actually someone else did they're all gone yeah what when was this uh jason said that there was a guy going around the county digging up yeah what digging up stuff like like 20 30 years ago like he was known for like being in the indian artifact (laughs) business black is, market is he like preserving i uh, know just hawking them just on, selling them selling on them ebay the, yeah oh but 20 years ago yeah maybe ebay um, you go back and search old listings for this person isn't that weird man uh, did he never see the poltergeist i know or like any, well, it's not like he built a house on top of them so i guess maybe it's, yeah it doesn't apply to him yeah you don't want to do that though oh come on it's exactly what you don't want to do yeah <laughs> Don't just move the headstones. Come on. So Man, the, I want to go check that out. It's not impre- it's just a field. It's a field. That sounds centuries. great. It's pretty cool, though, if you're into that stuff. Yeah. yeah hey, we'll go. Into we'll go. nature and go walking around. Yeah, nature's cool, I've though. I've been bugging Jason about going out there. Yeah. Yeah. Help him with some of his problems. Dude. Yeah. Dude, go fishing with him, dude. He's got some fishing holes. Oh, yeah? That are bonkers, because they're like little, little private ponds mm-hmm. that no one fishes. You could put a gum wrapper on a hook, throw it out, <laughs> and you'll get like the big. It's not even. You can't even brag about it because it's like this isn't right. It's gonna <laughs> sneeze to off yeah. the dock, and a fish Bop, jumped out at jumps in. That you know, we used to cheat at my grandparents' ranch. She, How so? Grandmother would go down every day. I guess it depended on the day, but it was generally once a day, and she would ring a cowbell. Oh, oh yeah, that's Friday. She would ring a cowbell 
and they kept their they had three ponds two of them they stocked with hmm. catfish oh and she would ring a bell and oh, the water no would churn because they're and, looking for the feed yeah, yeah. and oh. she had pavlovian catfish hmm. and she would just dump dog food into the water like, yeah kibble that she'd feed her dogs uh catfish is good yeah you like catfish oh yeah oh yeah you fish you fisher used to quite a bit man get a little rig going man yeah gotta go fishing man you know i think i still have my it's fun my my uh pole and everything from when i fished out at my grandparents ranch man i'll go (laughs) i'll go out with dave uh my buddy dave sims is he he knows all the all the spots Mm -hmm. and we'll go out we play music together me me him and doug bird play a lot of music and Ray, Ray Bob and uh, then me and Jason go out a lot when, right when the weather gets good. Man. Can't do that. This is perfect weather. Fishing right and beer. Uh, fish and beer and music. Perfect. Come on. You want to you drag uh, drag some keys out there? Drag a bass out? You know, that would, that would kick up a live stream. <laughs> I've been enjoying watching all these musicians. Oh, I think yeah. they've been playing at home, doing mm-hmm. solo shows. Um, they, the last one I watched was Mike Flores. Oh no! Who's that? Uh, Edgar Derby's front man. Oh, no idea. He's wonderful. He he had four different cameras set up in his living room. So it was nice. It was great. It was a good setup. Um, Mikey Lacroix, Kind Beats, and uh, yeah, uh, Ian Nizalek, YSA. They've been doing some stuff. But oh, cool. Doing a wide angle like GoPro with some mics on uh-huh. a couple musicians sitting in a field. Mm-hmm. Like actually all together, but they're all you know spaced six feet apart. Mm-hmm. That would be killer. Mm-hmm. I would I would totally sit down and watch that. Yeah, be so calming. Who's your like favorite uh, thing that you've seen? What's your favorite broadcast? My favorite, like right now on all this local yeah that's local live streaming. I really enjoyed the last Brave Boys. They oh wait was that the last one? The one from last week. Well, they do. That's like a comedy. That's comedians. Yeah. It was a pretty great funny? show. Oh, yeah. They're pretty funny. Taylor huh? and Brad are wondrous. Really? And poor Robbie. He's not. He, he, doesn't, he can't sit in and not <laughs> play piano, I guess, now. And Javo <laughs> is. We'll describe not it to you. I haven't seen it. So, so it's um, uh, two comedians okay. are, are on stage with a, a visiting comedian, somebody on tour, somebody coming through. Uh, somebody that's a friend that's got a, an open night. Um, they're introduced by Javo James. He comes out and hypes up the crowd and does this beautiful job because he's so energetic. And then they all roll out, uh, Taylor and Brad being the the hosts, yeah. and Robbie. Uh, Robbie sits in the background on a piano and just doesn't touch it the whole time. <laughs> you know, he's... Um, oh, who is Letterman? Seriously, guy? he doesn't play it. He doesn't play it. <laughs> and I told him, like, it, at least it'd be fun to like do an opening song and just kind of smash the keys as everybody comes out, and then stop. And he just he has he just extra extra intel. He'll say he'll add something to the comments from the back of the stage. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, he's like the Andy Richter kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is that who it was the he, Andy Richter was Conan's? Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he sat on the couch. Right. He sat on the couch with the guest. Who was who was Letterman's piano player? Why can't I not think of his name? Letterman, P, uh, Paul, Paul no, Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Yes, he. Robbie is a. <laughs> oh yeah, is a Paul Schaefer that can't play piano. Because when he would chime in, it'd be like, ha ha, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Robbie's a lot funnier too. Or like uh, <laughs> Colbert's got a uh, Batiste. Is it Batiste? Batista. You know, Batista. I have not watched that show. Dude, at all. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, for a late show. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they did a they did a great show. They so did. Brave Boys, I need to check it out. Do they uh, do they live stream? Mm-hmm. Where can I see the Brave Boys? They live stream that on Facebook, and I'm okay. sure you can pull it down with podcasts as well. But again, here I am. I haven't listened to any podcasts, so hmm. it's out there. I'm sure. Search the Brave Boys. I need to get them in. That would be awesome. They'd be uh, man. I love comedians. Oh, this town is rife with them. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Yeah. So where I live, our window overlooks Wine Squared. Mm-hmm. So we would hear the Monday night open mic down oh, there. Yeah. I would sit there like, because usually it's like past my bedtime. I'm sitting there in bed. It's either <laughs> jazz or comedians like yelling into the mic about really messed up stuff. But sitting there, like listening to these folks, I like, crack my window if it's good, shut the window, like put the <laughs> pillow over my head if it's bad. Oh, new marking point for how your act is going at uh, one <laughs> squared open mic. Yeah, just is it pillow over the head or is it window slightly open? How's the crowd doing? Everybody liking it? Is it pretty funny? How's Glenn doing up there? Oh, window shut. All right, I'm going to change subject matter. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just when they just yell. And, then, and it's like, I get it, you're excited, but like, hey, don't just yell. Anyways, but <laughs> there were some funny, 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 funny people. Do you, do you do any comedy at the uh, Bearded Monk? We used to. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we were lucky enough. Uh, this makes me sad. Joey Johnson. Didn't, didn't got a little bit darker the day Joey Johnson left town. Where did he? Who, who is that? He is a comedian. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to go out on, on this as, as an uneducated uh, viewer that... It from my point of view, it looks like Joey and Taylor uh, Higginbotham, Brave Boys, Taylor Higginbotham, and this Joey Johnson, um, really were some of the backbone or the main backbone of the community scene building in this town. They they were doing East Third shows at Taylor's house, and they they had tons of people and wonderful comedians showing up, doing a you know one or two day showcase. Hmm. They were setting up a lot of the comedy shows in town. They were encouraging their their counterparts to get up and do shows and help them work on jokes. And well, so Joey had come to me real early on about a comedy open mic. So we were doing that every Sunday. And it's you know it's open mic. It's not always the greatest. Did they scream? Did there people- was some screaming. <laughs> There were a lot of great times and getting to see these comedians all work together and give each other tips and go back and forth about how things, jokes were landing or maybe where to put pauses. It was really fun to watch. It's a cool scene. Yeah. That you're a part of. I, I'm just looking from the outside. I just happen to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think Ditton has what it takes to have a comedy club? I don't think anyone's ever done that. I don't know. I don't know. You know, see, here you go. You got to talk to these guys. Yeah. They would be better uh, better to say oh, yay or nay. I would love to have a comedy club. Oh, what did I do? What's going on there? Oh, here Sorry, we go. Sorry. I got it. Bam. I just had to rotate the legs. <clears throat> yeah. I almost kissed the mic for everybody out there. <laughs> 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 no, 
Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Man. So what do you think the future of stuff like that is? I mean, we're can you imagine going to a like think of a show at dance? I mean you know that how is, does that work? Uh, Are I people gonna know. go to live music after this? I sure hope so. And I'm, I wonder if more open space won't be won't be a better or will be more encouraged you know like twilight tunes a lot more of us can fit on the courthouse lawn than can in any venue in town maybe smaller shows more acoustic shows hmm. yeah that's probably the scariest thing of all this hmm. what's a concert gonna look like yeah who knows man you know, I have enjoyed going back to the streamed shows that are happening right now. Yeah. Um, I think you, you've been a part of this music community. You've, you've been at somebody's house when somebody's just playing, right? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of feel like I love that, that music is so ingrained in this town that maybe we'll see more of these small pop-up shows where... Somebody, instead of booking a show, is just going to say, hey, friends, you want to come over? Yeah. I'm going to play a show. But the thing I keep thinking of is like the economics of it. Because because of Spotify, musicians don't sell records to make money anymore. They play live shows. Yeah. So that's gone. What happens now? I mean, who knows? That's a good point. Like the income is we thought it was on the ropes and now the little bit that musicians had left is gone. So it's like, I guess everyone gets on Twitch now. Is that the thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's so, I, actually, I got to talk to Tim about that over at more fun, more fun comics and games. He's been doing a good job. Yeah. Like I like what his, his crew is doing over there. It's pretty entertaining. Is it? Yeah, and I'm not I, I'm not in that scene, but when there. it comes across my my thing, I'll like listen to them and they're talking about games and things and cards that I know nothing about, but I'm like, oh, this is pretty entertaining. These kids are funny. So all right, they're working they're working that angle. Yeah. All right. I've got to figure out what Twitch is all about. It's it's point, it's though. a gamer thing, but it's like a live streaming platform. So so me and Doug Burr uh and Doug contributes by force the uh, music for this podcast. Excellent. Yeah. I figure I played on it. I can use it for my podcast. I got partial rights, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what did I play on that song? I think bass. I think it was on bass on that. All right. The intro music. But we're, we're doing YouTube. We're like, oh, let's just let's sit down and record because we have a re-release of a record coming out okay. that came out and uh, doing a vinyl re-release of on promenade. We had all these shows lined up. KXT was like promoting it and we were doing sponsorship things and it was great and all that got canceled. And then, so I was like, Hey, how about we record us just playing some of the tunes off the record and doing more Facebook to, or uh, YouTube videos and mm -hmm. then like, Hey, donate to the, uh, the musician. 
uh, PayPal us or buy the record or so, so, so we're doing more YouTube channel type stuff. We, it, we kind of see YouTube as the platform of where people can monetize. Um, I don't know. Long form videos with a Venmo link or it's not even long form. It's just like, here's this song. Here's us playing the song. If with, you liked it, please yeah. donate. Yeah. Like here. Yeah. Pay, pay what you think. We're going to keep providing free entertainment. Like eh, give us some beer money right on. Yeah. We've gotten some, he's, I told him and he was a little apprehensive. Like, should I put my PayPal email on there? I'm like, yeah, like encourage people to tip. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you're providing all this for free. And we're getting like $10, $20, $25. Like people, right on. yeah, it's weird. Right on. And, and I think that's kind of the thing. People want to contribute. They just need a easy way to do it. You know, that people okay. want to pitch in. So it's kind of what it seems like, but yeah, we're thinking YouTube on that stuff. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I still want to see somebody. I was bugging, um, the boys in Brave Little Howl, they've been doing on their Instagram. Is uh, that a band? It's a band. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wonderful band. And they've, they've I I think they've gotten labeled a, a Denton local band because they all pretty much hang out here all the time. Um, but they live all over the place from, you know, McKinney down to South Dallas. Um, they just love this town so much. Don't but blame them. No. They... They've been doing on their Instagram, uh, you know, every other day takeover. So one one of the members does uh, a solo song, like a cover. And I told them, man, it'd be really cool if y'all did a series where each of you is at home playing your parts. And we kind of we messed around with this real early on. Like, uh, you know, have the piano player play his part, have the guitarist play his part, have the the front guitarist play their part, have the lead vocalist sing and then you can mash all the videos together like you as the end user can watch them all and Mm -hmm. have a full song but it'd be a lot of fun to see somebody do a zoom concert too Mm. like you can have a hundred people in that Mm -hmm. description in the event here's the link to our our uh paypal venmo cash app you know whatever yeah like if you want to pay a cover come on into the show so the coolest part about this is like the world is our oyster it's like whatever we can think of we can do, and people will probably tune into it because they don't have any other options. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you're selling yourself short at that point. Like, but <laughs> well, there's I'm nothing sure. on NBC. You may as well just go over to my YouTube channel. Yeah, we're still <laughs> waiting for the next episode of Last Dance. So, <laughs> what do you got? No, but I mean, I mean, people. <laughs> We've got we've got an enthralled audience just waiting we, for something. That's what yeah. I, that's how I meant to say. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm so cynical on that. Sorry, but you're seeing people adapt and innovate, and I I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of awesome because the people who can adapt and innovate can create something that normally couldn't have been even looked at, but now it's like, oh, okay, this is someone's doing something. Someone's entertaining me. Yeah. Yeah, you oh. do, you really do have a captive audience right now, and yeah. I I watched. Well, I spend so much time on Facebook already, do just you? for the monk. Oh yeah, it's really constant. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's fun to engage with your customer base. Yeah, and just in a different way. Yeah, you know, make a movie and throw it out there and see what they think and laugh with them or you know get criticism for them from them. 
so forth. But um, as this is ramped up, I saw Facebook, Instagram, Twitter engagement just skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's stuck at home. I know. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. We've got this captive audience just yeah. looking, looking for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a philosophy of how you like interact with people online or on Facebook, especially? I mean, it's such a cesspool of <laughs> stew, <laughs> stewing negativity on occasion. It can be. It can be. Yeah. It can, it's, it's just a digital form of life, I think. You're yeah. going to run into people that are mad about the day. You're you're going to yeah. run into folks that are happy about the day. But um, but you have to read through all that. You you read through a lot of it or cuz I'm kind of I'm at the point where I'm like I I can post stuff and then I'm kind of I'm out. Really? I I scroll through the downtowners to see if there's any just like dumpster fire happening. <laughs> but I can't get caught up in if someone's smack talking whatever or me even mm -hmm. i'm just like whatever like scroll i just Next. i can't respond to everything i and i stopped no no I stopped you can't. responding yeah. you're you're in a a warehouse where everybody's just kind of yelling from their corners it's not good it's um, not good for you there's I, nothing healthy about it see and i very much love i well i'm i'm on there primarily for the bearded monk yeah. You know, or what are the questions people have for us? Um, yeah, because the there's real actual engagement happening there with your customers. Yeah. 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 And that uh, we have to have that. Uh, people are, they communicate in their own way and they can't just come see us. So we've got to be able to communicate in their way. Um, but then I I have a couple of groups I, I hop between and I look for the, yeah, I keep it positive. I look for the happy stuff. If somebody needs support, you know, I can I can be a vocalization of that. You yeah. Know, somebody, uh, there was a somebody's family member went missing for a month ago, and I they had posted in Denton downtown or something. I was like, "Yep, absolutely, share. Let's see if we can't find her." Yeah. Or uh, I found this puppy. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Anybody know this puppy? <clears throat> and then right down to. I'm looking for toilet paper. Where should I go? Well, here are all the places. You can go hit up Chestnut Tree. Go for it. I don't know. I enjoy that. It's just another conversation to be had. Yeah. As long as you keep it civil and nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I'm, I, oh, man. I have a lot to say about it that I probably just shouldn't say. I'm just, it's, yeah. We'll have an episode. We'll have an admins episode. How about that? <clears throat> Oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> What's well, I mean? The interesting thing is like, and people probably don't come after you like this, but if someone posts a insane comment on downtowners, I'll get a phone call about why am I letting what? this person on that, and I'm like, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to read. All the stuff you obviously have time reading. <laughs> like, and I am not them. They can do whatever they want. Like, you know, and, and my whole philosophy on that page is, man, if it bugs me to the point that I, I want to block and delete, I'm blocking and deleting. <laughs> I don't care. I will nuke you. I will nuke <laughs> you so fast and not lose any sleep over it. And people like type like, oh, why did I get blocked? I'm like, I don't even respond. Like, you don't even know me. Like, you said something 
that I didn't like. I nuked you. This is my page. You've had the rest of the internet. You've got the whole <laughs> you can go say that anywhere else. wide web <laughs> to do whatever insane thing you want to do. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my philosophy. Well, you know, I didn't realize you guys were talking about, uh, you were saying being called, and Sean had mentioned uh, like getting some messages, and oh, should we? maybe you should edit that out. So, no. Okay. Is, no, it, no. is it public that we're the admins? Oh, totally. Yeah. If you look at the page information, it lists us as admins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how people have found. Yeah. That's so, how people, like, people message you. Look in your, uh, look in your message requests. Yes. It's people I you aren't friends that. with. And it's like people who are like, why did I get blocked? Why, why can't yeah. I find this page? I found that and went like, wow. Uh, who are this, these people? This whole yeah. thing. And there, it was... There was some legitimate stuff in there too. Yeah. There were like owners of breweries that were talking to me about legitimate stuff like a year ago. Like, oh man, I am Ooh. so sorry I missed that. Yeah. Next time you got my phone number, just call me. Just call me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all just in there. I'm just gonna keep ignoring I don't even remember how to get back there. It's really tricky. Like you open up your messages and then it's message requests. I'm looking yeah, at this I'll, on my phone yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh. I'll show you. Open up your little uh, message app. My little message app. All right. So everybody that's watching. And then you're going to click on the upper left-hand corner is your picture. Uh-huh. And that gets you to like your menu. Oh, there it is. And there's a new one too. Mm-hmm. It's probably someone wondering why they got nuked off of uh, Downtowners. Oh, this is legitimate. Oh, this it is. is. I'm not going to name names. but Oh, good. Uh, ben, be my friend on the internet. Real life would be cool too, but real life is canceled and all. <laughs> 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 who's that i like i like them already petra kelly I, oh petra's amazing nice. i love petra okay so i gotta figure out how to make that happen all right yeah or just be her friend on facebook yeah and then it won't go there and you can approve this oh you have mm-hmm. to be their friend to do that okay yeah so if someone's not your friend and they message you it goes there automatic which okay. is good so that shows good. you yeah, i'm fine. on facebook all the time and i, I still just, don't fully understand i just this. schooled you on facebook you totally did all right well i'm not going to start friending people right now in the middle of the show so petra's working at the chamber right on which okay. is awesome like so happy for her chamber's I'm so impressed with the chamber that, man. I, and that's my next question to you you were on a a, a zoom thing with the chamber recently mm-hmm. yesterday ago, yesterday yeah 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 what was that about it looked really awesome and positive uh it was it totally was um it was so they had a couple of us on there to speak about kind of what what we're doing to to keep going this is how erica had pitched it is how are you staying afloat and erica is amazing yeah she's she was like podcast number three or four she was early maybe number two yeah she is awesome really impressed she told some amazing stories see this is uh, yeah i know what i'm doing tonight she's so cool yeah listen to it that's it oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna have to lead a virtual shotgun at nine o'clock yeah and then after that put your headphones on that's it sit on the back porch yeah it's good for going to sleep put it put it on and just <laughs> you're out like a light so, no and just, with that this is the portion of the show where glenn's going to give you subliminal messages <laughs> boom 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 bye cheese mm. bye cheese <laughs> bye cheese what are you saying <laughs> bye cheese yeah 
I don't know. What else? What subliminal messages would you play for people while they're sleeping? Uh, I don't know how how functional you want to be today, but I'm walking home, so I'm good. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay, so we'll back up, back up. Okay, we're, sorry, I rewind. refuse to be sidetracked. What was that thing about? You were talking about how can we continue as businesses downtown? Oh yeah, like uh, well, it was how how have you been staying afloat? Okay, uh, like as yeah, a business yeah, yeah, owner, okay. um, collective information or you know collective hive mind of local businesses yeah it's just, here's what i've done if yeah. you can apply it to your situation are you a member of the chamber you chamber you member? know i am not you should be that i have i have wondered that my dad was always a rotarian yeah and a chamber member down uh-huh. in waxahachie yeah and um yeah i just i hadn't done it and it wasn't like there was an an <clears throat> if or or but i had connected so well to the the downtown side yeah. of everything so mm-hmm. i went that way yeah absolutely yeah. Um, no and back no i think we had this conversation back in the day i was i was telling people like man bang for the buck the people who when uh events happen are gonna come by and knock on your door and, and ask you how can they make this event work for you downtown or whatever it's gonna be main street because of where you are like main street did such a good job of uh being right there in front and Mm -hmm. and working with folks and the chamber at that time they were focused on the peterbilts of the world and how do we keep the big whales kind of happy how do we keep those guys happy it's a different philosophy Mm -hmm. but erica and when erica got here i made a point i like i sat down with her and i was like listen the bread and butter of what ditton is is kind of the small business thing like and those people really feel like they haven't been involved enough, I think, maybe. So maybe that's maybe that's a place you can uh, come in and do some stuff. So Right on. Right um, on. So anyways, so I think it's changed with Erica being here. I think that, man, she, she's just done such a great job. But bang for the buck at that time, I would have said Main Street all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of seeing that I'm seeing the chamber just kind of widened their tent. They're doing a lot more advocacy. Highly recommend chamber right activity on. right now. Yeah. Man. And I main street as well. I mean, main street's amazing. It's one of the best main street programs on the planet. Uh, but the way they work with the chamber is like going to be killer in the future. So, and that has been wonderful to watch them work together and yeah. well yeah, yeah, doing yeah. so great people. My mm-hmm. podcast technically coming in under the chamber right under the cvb yeah i call that state-sponsored media <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> today to get, to today's on, yeah. episode is brought to you by the letter l l <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm thinking you know a little bit a little bit more sponsored media <laughs> so what was uh so what was your tip for staying afloat at these times oh or did I, you hear anything that you were like oh that's amazing that's a great story yeah i could i could probably dig back through my notes i heard some wonderful stuff um i was i was just there you know i'm fumbling through this i'm just doing what i do everybody is uh, yeah everybody yeah. I, so i nobody knows what they're doing yeah oh, nobody yeah. and you just hope that you help your mm-hmm. customers yeah and that's on the business side it's am i giving my customers what they want and the time they need yeah um, adapt so I, I just told the story about here's what i'm doing 
Hope yeah. it helps somebody else figure out how to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That Yeah, I sound like a real prophet, don't I? Well, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's like, it took me a while to figure out nobody knows what they're doing. Like, I didn't have the confidence that I probably needed to go through the world until I, until I kind of saw like, oh, wait, everybody's just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're trying to take in all the data you can to make yeah. the best decision you can and hope it's the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I told you there were two things that I, I don't tell a bunch of people, but I'm going to disclose right now. That's right. right Yeah. We already did number one. Number one was Seth. Mm -hmm. His interview got lost. So yeah, yeah. I'll take another one. (laughs) Yeah. We're just getting going. Yeah. Number two was, is not was, is still is Mm -hmm. you were my very first lease that I ever did. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. How much fun, how much fun back in the day. It was great. It was a learning experience. Alan is a great landlord over there. I bet he still is. He is. He's a great he guy. Is. Actually, great I, I got to call him again. I tried to call him this morning. I've come. Uh, I uh, run into him every now and then, and man, he's just a solid Denton guy. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was the first like lease, like deal that I put together from scratch, knew everybody, and I don't know how we. How did we meet? How did we come across each other? Um, what you, you were? You and I were running in the same world. You were a writer. Yeah, I was writing for. You were beer writing for the beer blog for Beer Drinker Society, and then for the Dallas Morning News. We might have met around canned. Remember canned? I feel like I knew you before, or even before you, that. No, it was. Let's see. Wait, I think what was the, the other first beer time the other beer I was introduced to you was at a beer release at Oak Street hmm. um, for for Armadillo. Uh-huh. Because you were running yep. around with Bobby and Yanni. Brunch money. Was it brunch money? It it had to have been. Mm-hmm. Or okay. it, I think it was earlier than that. Really? Or I it think might it have, was earlier than okay. that. Okay, then it might have been the uh, uh, the green, what was it? What's a, what's their beer? Greenbelt? Greenbelt. Yeah, it might have been Greenbelt. It might have been that early. Wow. Yeah. So we met then. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. So what gave you the idea to get into, speaking of no one knows what they're doing, what gave you the idea of like, I'm going to go from writing about beer to having bearded monks? selling it. Well, I, so that was a, a pretty clear pathway for me. Did you um, know you're going to do it? Yeah, in a sense. Um, I had I had wanted to own a bar since college. Um, oh, like I'd I'd gone far enough to the like my mom called an old friend Shannon Wynn and said, "Hey, can my son come talk to you?" And I sat around with the the owner of Flying Saucer. I sat around with Seriously, Shannon for Flying Saucer two hours. Just That's talking a great about bar. Was a great, I haven't yeah. been to one in it forever, but oh yeah, and they're still going strong. Still going well, strong. I'm, here we are. We have all been shut ins for four weeks, six weeks. So. Um, but they're, I mean, they're an institution yes, at this point. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And like they, in kind of the first place you could buy like a really good beer, 
Like there weren't many places like that. And they've been big supporters of these folks that sprang up the Sierra Nevadas, the Brooklyn Brewery, uh, the local guys. They've been huge supporters of all these small craft breweries that when they got started. Yeah. Um, but that was, <laughs> he was real honest with me. That was years of uh, massive mess ups. See how I edited myself, by the way. Yeah. Um, big, big mess ups to lead to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what, I, I what, what do you remember from while. that meeting? You, you like you're what you're like 12, you get a flying saucer and you sit down with a bar. <laughs> no, this was back in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this was freshman or sophomore year, I think. So you go down to the Fort Worth location. No, I just went to their office off. Uh, well, it used to be in Preston center. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you sit down and he's like, so Katie, you want to own a bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, he was pretty, pretty uh, matter of fact about it though. And there was something I'd ask him about some stuff. He's like, no, that's an awful idea. <laughs> like what? What, are you th- what was your awful idea? Um, well, now I can't even remember. I don't have any concretes. Golly, I hope I, I retained that information in some some aspects. Got to know what you're... Yeah. Yeah, got to know what the bad ideas are. Oh, gosh, I got to go find those notes again. Shoot. I bet he was like, well, don't ever do a comedy open mic in your bar. <laughs> don't ever do that. It's That's a waste horrible. of time. A horrible idea. Waste of time. <laughs> well, what what do you remember from that meeting that was like, that was solid? I the it, Just in generalities, because this yeah. was so long ago, yeah. I, I walked into it thinking... Like I, I had to look nice. I wore a button down. I show up and Shannon's in like jeans and a t-shirt. His office looks like my office now. That's just cluttered with stuff. And he was down home. Yeah. It, like, what were you thinking? No you walked airs. in and it's like, what is like marble a, countertops and a and a, a yeah, receptionist big, at the front? Yeah, and, big oak desk with a secretary. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was very down to earth. Yeah. And uh gritty. Yeah. And you know, I think of of Keith doing uh um doing Metalsome Moth. Oh that, yeah. That was a big deal, the, man. And they that were, is a beautiful place. They were ahead of their time too. They were like way ahead. And I I kind of feel like they still are. They're really? they're not a oh. lot of those very high-end places that also have that have a dedication to cocktails to wine and to beer huh there are a lot of very fine restaurants you go to that you get this beautiful 30 year old bottle of wine and this wonderful scotch and a stella yeah (laughs) if i wanted a budweiser Uh, uh, i would have gone to walmart man uh, i'm here paying for a really nice meal i want something to go with it yeah and i think yeah he had the foresight to say like no this is a little bit deeper Uh, yeah yeah we can we can cultivate this oh man but oh yeah so anyway so did he try to talk you out of it um no oh no 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 okay no i didn't have the idea of the bearded monk at the time it was just i wanted i just i was just asking about bars because this is a guy that had been doing it for at that point 20 30 years 20 years yeah no that would have been 30 years at that point oh man yeah and he had had some he had some mess ups yeah and he had he had made it to that point and had really found his stride yeah um but that that's just to illustrate that I wanted to own a bar early on. And then we started, uh, a group of us started Beer Drinkers Society to 
yeah. promote all of these small craft breweries. Yeah. We're inundated with Corona ads and Budweiser ads and, and nobody knows about the little brewery right down the street that makes better beer. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not fair. That makes good beer. That's different. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the marketing being very political. Yeah. No, it's uh, uh, Budweiser has its place. It does. Coors Light has its place. Modelo has its place. You know, the, there's the right place and time for every beer. I it just every beer when it's when there's a cold winter night. Except sours, I just can't get behind sours, man. Do that. <laughs> I mean, I think of you know you you've been to you've been to a nice Mexican restaurant. You want to drink a margarita? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it has to have tequila in it. Hmm. No Does that one's throw ever you for a loop. No one's ever said that to me before. You know, you wake up eight a.m. Mm. You have a little grapefruit juice. Why have grapefruit juice? Just have a grapefruit sour. <laughs> That's just at that point. I'm promoting alcoholism, isn't it? Ben, you know that I'm <laughs> one drink away from the gutter, right? <laughs> you know that, right? Wait, right now after I after I just handed you that last beer in the six pack. Actually, these are the first beers I've had in at least a couple of hours. <laughs> Actually, so I have to go back and do the the shotgun video too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good times, good oh, times, man. But yeah, so that's uh, we we started that blog to help get the word out about craft breweries yeah. and to educate about craft breweries. Well, of course, the blog didn't make any money, and writing for Dallas Morning News didn't make any money. You were really good at it, though. Thank yeah. you. I followed you as a writer. I also had a really great editor. Oh. Teeny yeah. Ricciardi. And now she's oh, in Denver. Teeny's great. Yes. Oh, she is amazing. Yeah. She's in Denver? I didn't know that. Yeah. She she booked it for Denver. Golly, was that back in December or January? God, that's pretty. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. She has got a great spot up there. That's cool. Yeah. Good for her. But yeah. So but, leading to how do I make money off beer? Okay. okay. It's like, I already know everybody. Okay. I already know all the products. Yeah. I already know how to tell people about the products. So why didn't, did you go to school here? Or? I did. You went to yeah. UNT. I went to UNT. I, so I came to UNT for art. I don't know if I ever told you that. That's, that's a lot of people came mm-hmm. here for art. Yeah. And, uh, let me guess metalworking. Uh, no, no, no. Comic book artist. <laughs> Comics. from first grade on. Shut the front door. That was my plan in life. What? And Comics. I have not, I have also not said this on air anywhere. I'm not going to mention her name, but in high school, I encountered a teacher that I think she was trying to probably expand my style. Yeah. Trying to make me go more classic in mm-hmm. my art style. And she absolutely hated everything about the comic book <laughs> artistry. Hey, it's juvenile, right? It's hard outer lines. It's unrealistic human form. Tell uh, that to Banksy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, or but it, I don't know, whoever. <laughs> hey, Banksy's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he does right? a very stencil no. style. Yeah, he does. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, good but for it, me. She and I butted heads quite a bit, and. Uh, but it's, I mean, you're going to school in Moxahatchee. Uh, well, this was in Dallas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this was, okay. uh, uh, you know what? I won't name the school either. The same school Mike Judge <laughs> learned how to draw Beavis and Butthead. How about you, that? You can, <laughs> trust me, you can 100% name the school and they will not, 
They're probably not listening to this. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're not hearing this part. So I'm at a Highland Park, um, but uh, what? Way? I don't. I don't. Really she did not like. Your... Oh yeah. So we we butted heads. She did not like the style. She did not like. So you were like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to prove you wrong. It, well, actually, I, it fell apart. I had taken some kind of very in-depth art lessons since I was a small kid. Really? And my junior and senior year of, of high school, wow. I dropped out of AP art and just quit altogether. Why? Uh, because of her. Drugs? No. No, <laughs> never did drugs. Never did drugs. Alcohol. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't admit that either. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, didn't do drugs. Um, so she burned your... My bridge with art. Your bridge with art. Yeah. Well, and, why did you go to college for it, though? Uh, I thought I could... It, it was always there. So why would I... This was always the plan for me that I built in my head. Oh, you were on the track. So yeah. I came up here okay. thinking, all right, I'm back. I'm going to get back into it. I'm going... Because I, I kept sketching. I kept making art, just not in any formal way. Yeah. And uh, I got up here and the... What? The dean of the, the design school? The found out what i was signing up for she was in the essc the eagle student services center while i was signing up she went she came over and said you went to highland park yes you know this teacher yes we love her we have designed this program after and i turned around and changed art history shut the front door yeah and i I walked away at that point no way yeah and uh I thought, okay, so at least I can still be with art. I can make, yeah. I can make some kind of contribution. I can learn more about the history of that's uh, the appreciation crazy. of the culture. That's yeah. crazy. So I completely changed off, and then I happened to meet a friend of a friend who introduced me to Eileen Resnick, and I realized that my whole life, I was going through art history and just kind of fumbling along. So I don't do well with rote memorization of dates, of this happened and this happened this i need to understand it yeah and i wasn't getting a lot of that and uh i went with a friend to meet eileen resnick in the murphy um uh, enterprise center and she was amazing i love this woman yeah i uh, yeah she is this bright light in the world and uh i thought you know i've been also living in a whole entrepreneurial family my whole life why am i not doing this you know i graphic design mom freelance graphic design mom therapist father doctor grandfather you know like the all these people had their own businesses we just never called it that yeah yeah so yeah. i fell in fell into that because of my friend aaron washburn and uh yeah got stuck it's like oh my gosh let's do this so what did eileen do for you i mean did uh you start meeting with her, you start talking with her and she, she plants some sort of seed, obviously just from an inconsequential meeting. Aaron, this buddy of mine was going to meet her. He was coming back to school. He had gotten done with the Navy and he was coming back and he was like, Hey, I've got to go meet this lady real quick. You want to just pop in with me? And I met her and just listening to the way she was talking to him made it real obvious there were a lot of wheels turning yeah she, like what she I, I can't give a definitive she she is smarter beyond what she lets off 
but those little inklings of the way she thought or that she would think completely off of mm-hmm. what my mind track was. He, she would ask him a question and he would answer and then she would dig into his psyche <laughs> with the next question. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, she just nailed something he didn't even see. Yeah. I was very impressed with her. Digging deep. Yeah. She was wonderful. So I, I said, all right, this is it. I think this is it. Yeah. And I signed up for courses and got on that pathway so I can make sure I was in her courses. Oh. And sad to say, I was, my senior year was her last semester. Oh, wow. Yeah. She went and joined a think tank in Dallas. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but she was absolutely amazing. I mean, she still is absolutely amazing, but she so was a was wonderful it? professor. So what did, what did she teach? What were kind of her classes that she taught? Um, she was doing a lot of the capstone courses. But more importantly, what's a capstone course? Uh, it, the, the the end of your the end of your college career. Courses. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, gotcha. And she was doing the high level thinking. You've already learned how to do your books. You've already learned the basics of your marketing. She was there to force you to think it through and apply it. So, did you change? You you, you came in as art, and you just switched to to switch to Coba. What's that? The College of Business. Really? Yeah, complete switch. Wouldn't have ever thought about that. Huh. And especially coming out of HP, I've got a lot of friends Dude. that went through like SMU business. Yeah, I've got I've got this mindset, this stereotype in my head of what that person looks like. <laughs> and we, I mean, I'm sitting here in a we have in one a in the office and jeans right now. Got, What's that? We have one in the the office over here. <laughs> SMU business guy. Oh my gosh, he's got a the polo. Worst. He's got a the polo. Worst. He's got a polo and probably like a leather braided belt. Oh god. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Hey, on that, I gotta pee. So oh, fair enough. So you're gonna have to talk to yourself. Wait, I'm not gonna about, talk. You better pause this. No, I'm not. This is going to you just take it away. Okay, enjoy this. Yeah, you got so it. So after we just trashed my hometown, <laughs> that's great. Thanks for leaving on that, Glenn. Well, so here I am on the bin hour. I'm uh, just talking. I'm just. I I have nothing to say. I'm leaving. This was a good show. Y'all tell Glenn that I left. Bye. Right by your restroom door. Yeah. Ugh. Just doing what it takes. Yeah. Come on. That should be classic. Okay. <laughs> are we back on this thing? Yeah, we are. Oh, is it on right now? Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. So what did you talk about when I was gone? I said, welcome to the bin show. <laughs> Made some smacking noise. And then uh, eventually I apologized and said, uh, like, like, um, uh, I'm leaving. Everybody tell Glenn I left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in. People love that stuff. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So your shirt, uh, I like that you're advertising Monk Beer to Go. Mm, mm-hmm. We'll take a picture of it. Oh, okay. For, for the pod. It's awesome. Here we go. Laces out. And that's the, the, so what I like about it is... It's, it's uh, Back to the Future. It's it, yeah, it's kind of eighty right? style, right? Is it's Back to the Future ish? Wait, hang on. Yeah, I'm trying to pose for you. Let me get a good angle. There's honestly, there's not one, so I'm just gonna go. With okay. <laughs> 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 oh 
got me uh, mid goofy laugh. Dude. It's good to laugh, man. It's good to be across from somebody. <laughs> Get a little lonely. Not on a Zoom meeting. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I love my wife, but... Mm, oh, Zoom meetings. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oof. It, so I, I have had a, a this. I don't know if this is worthwhile radio. Oh, it is. You decide. I okay. guarantee it is. Yeah. Uh, whatever you're about podcast. to say it is. Um, my, before this all got started... Go on. A, my wife is a director at school at a school for children with autism. A director. Yeah. So she went from being a, a behavior therapist to running the therapy center. Okay. Um, her time has gotten a, a lot more demanded. Like she's got it. She has to do more. She's got to work on individual kids, work with individual oh, therapists, yeah. Yeah. work on program plans, work on bigger stuff. Yeah. So her, she went from being able to semi leave work at work to same, my same situation. Work just is all the time. It's wherever you go. And, uh, we got her, she was trying to work in the living room and we have two kids, which is kind of tough when you're trying to concentrate on something. So we got her a desk and, uh, she built up an office in our bedroom. And this, when all of this happened, it worked out perfectly. She has a secluded office now. Um, the problem is, if I need to go in, like, say, in the mornings, because I go in so late, I'm, she's been at work for three hours. And I roll in, and it's time to take a shower and get dressed. And my deathly fear is she is on a <laughs> conference call <laughs> oh, yeah. with somebody's parent or with one of her, yeah. her therapists or her teachers, and I come strolling out of the bathroom, out of the shower. Do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's somebody you can trust. Uh, don't let me ruin this. By <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my big fears with the, uh, the at-home Zoom meetings. That's funny. Yeah. That is super funny. <laughs> it's the new world we have to worry about. It is. It really is. Man. Oh man, <laughs> this has been fun. It has been so good to it's sit across good. from somebody and just drink a couple of beers. Right when was the last time you did this? Right? Um, when was the last time you did this? Well, I, I guess Katie, Katie will still drink a beer with me. Yeah, okay. the kids are awful about drinking with me. They don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not endorse underage drinking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, so the there there How is. How old are your kids first? Uh, uh, yeah, six, set this up. Uh, six and eight. Okay. Yeah, these are these are young kiddos. Yeah. Um, young I, adults. <laughs> really. <laughs> and I do not. I, I'm very much like my parents. I do not carry any airs. I do not uh, protect them from things. I'm yeah. very honest about things. There's got to be. They're going to be in the world someday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's how the my world, parents always were. The world doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna see you're gonna see some ridiculous stuff. You're gonna see adults acting like kids, you're gonna see bad things. Yeah. Here is what we feel about that. Yeah. And uh, you know, my kids have been there for some of the anniversary shotguns where adults are poking holes in bottoms of cans and drinking them very quickly and then dancing around. And we just show okay, so sometimes that happens. Here's why, here's yeah. what's going on, here's what adults do. And uh I had to do some shotguns for a Facebook group here in Denton where we've been trying to keep morale up amongst folks. And uh, my son asked me, he said, Danny, can I, can I shotgun? 
<laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, you can shotgun this juice box. And I was like, yeah, what do you, you know you can't drink beer. And he said, well, I've got some armadillo root beer. And I was like, Game on. You know, this is this is your show. Let's do it. Yeah, have so a really I took good a video. Point. <laughs> yeah. I took a video of him. I poked a hole in the can for him. Oh, that is great. And he identified himself. He called out some other people to shotgun for charity. That is And then he took a couple of sips and dropped a you know, a full can on the ground. It's like, all right, that's your show, man. God bless. <laughs> God bless. How are they kind of processing what's happening? Like are they six and eight? What are they, what's their perspective? I mean, is it like extended spring break? We're not going to school. I'm not going to see my friends. Um, there, there's the, what is it like for them? the emotional understanding and the yeah. the logical understanding. Um, emotional understanding. Why do I have to do more work? I I, I did five minutes. But do they it's think time it's summertime? That's the problem. They yeah. know that it's school time. But the logical motivation side yeah. is that's a hard one to overcome. I think mm-hmm. we have some amazing teachers in this world yeah. that can make learning exciting, that can make learning fun, that can adapt and manage learning for different levels. And that's kind of hard for parents at home. You know, Katie and I are working, and uh, it's a little tough to keep learning exciting and keep them engaged on what they have to do that they may not necessarily want to do mm-hmm. because the the fun books are still there. The fun video games are still there. The toys are still there. Whereas eh, it's, it's not maybe so much fun to do this math program right now or read um, this boring book for the third time. So yeah, that's been a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think they have... I, I can't speak to, to all kids, but I, I know mine have a really good grasp of what the world looks like, what the concerns are, um, and how to be safe around them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I, is are they understanding what the situation is, though? I guess that's kind of my question. That's a pretty complicated question. Like, yeah. what what is the situation? Yeah, like the uh, like why are things shut down? Well, there's a thing out there that could kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, how do you have a car? And I'm saying this, I'm asking this from a point of view of we're about to have a kid. Like we're two weeks away from having yeah. a kid. How how do I say, hey, welcome to the pandemic? You know, like, <laughs> and, oh yeah, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that that two week period where you just don't see people as a parent because it's coming. Yeah, that's Excited. every every yeah. one of my buddies that has had a child. I, I've said I'll like, snuggle. I love you, snuggle with and that I'll kid. see you in two to four weeks. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be interesting when you come out, um, and if if the world is open again, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Things could be drastically different yeah. when I am done. Just taking care of the newborn. Yeah, done with sleepless nights I never and about that. straight mm. crying for eight hours. Yeah, yeah, eight um, hours. No, come on, you can't cry for eight hours. Well, you can have some tough times. Have yeah, tough times. we had a lot of tough times. <laughs> yeah, um, but it'll be interesting to reintroduce <laughs> your child to a world. You know, your yeah. your child will be like, oh my gosh, 
there are other mommies and daddies out in the world? Mm -hmm. I didn't know there were other people. I didn't know anyone else existed. Oh, that's right. Because (laughs) as, oh, I see, I never thought about that. I mean, they're coming into a world that's like drastically different than what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we, we had to adjust. They're coming into it as it like, oh, this is what it, this is what it is. Yeah. This is what it's like. And you just know, as, as a child, you just know what doesn't feel right and what does feel right, what's comfortable and what isn't. You know, and Kevin brought it up last week. Kevin Roden, last week's podcast came out actually today. Um, nice. But he was intrigued. Oh, he's awesome. He's so, yes. so cool. We mm. talked about. Fun note. Ready Rosie mm-hmm. is all over my children's stuff. Really? I love it oh cool yes okay sorry no continue. kidding yeah that's awesome we talk a Those lot about rodent that. stamps are all over everything yeah, go listen to that that's good stuff they're doing a lot of bit a lot of good business right now but the uh i guess where was it like the idea that like the kid is going to come into this world as the world that we had to adjust to but he's just like oh this is how it is i mean yeah that yeah, that's I had not thought about that. He was intrigued with the idea of a child being born and living the first few years or not years, sorry, months of its <laughs> life downtown uh during the pan- like the first a nice calm like the first quiet child quiet. to be born like downtown. You're you're a Denton. psychological experiment at this point. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, go go hire a, or go call therapists that are doing psychological experiments. <laughs> Be like, hey, here's your time. It's a very unique baby. You're not going to have this again. Yeah, trust me, unique it, baby. There was, I think it was H.P. Lovecraft. Really, really good short story on, um, it it's a a child's diary, talking about their hmm. life growing up in this dark castle, and. Uh, I think they had some kind of, it's Lovecraftian, so I think there was some kind of monstrous thing that was minding this child. And one day they climb one of the spires, this precarious staircase in this spire to the top of a castle, and they look out, and they don't live in some mystical world that's dark all the time. They live in a cave underground, and they go up this spire to see into the above-ground world. Ah, and then it goes from there. But the thought that this this child had been raised alone you don't with know. a caretaker, you don't know what you they don't had know. accepted their world as yeah. what it is, and it's also it goes into you know you advancing into your adulthood, you separating from your parental figures, you going out into the world on your own to find your own way. That's kind of the underlying theme, but uh, it's very applicable to this situation. You're you're producing a child in a very strange scenario yeah gonna say oh well this is the world this is how it is mom and dad are home all the time yeah (laughs) allegory of the cave uh plato friend of plato so the uh the idea was uh you've got people who were chained uh up in, in a cave looking at the wall of the cave and behind them outside the cave were people with shapes of animals and trees and objects of the world in front of, in front of the light coming into the cave, shining onto yeah, this shining wall. On the cave. 
well the people the 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 prisoners of the cave all they know is like oh that's the world that's a tree that's an object that's that's this Mm -hmm. and that uh but the so one day prisoner escapes gets out comes back and is like guys you're not going to believe this everything we thought was real in front of us that's just a shadow of the thing there's the real thing out outside of this cave and they murder him for being the crazy person <laughs> in the cave <laughs> i didn't know that was gonna be such a punchline oh nice oh god what a- <laughs> oh so you herald yeah. truth and you get murdered for it oh that's awful exactly oh yeah, gosh exactly. <laughs> well enjoy your podcast of truth and all that you reap yeah. oh. <laughs> but like there you know the the reality is just like what you know you're you're chained to a position and to a perspective mm-hmm based on when you're born and this kid's going to be born in the middle of, uh, well, this is the reality. This is the reality. <laughs> till you learn something new. Till you learn something new. Till yeah. someone tries to tell you different and uh, murder them. Yeah. yeah hopefully murder. you don't throw rocks at it or run at it with pitchforks and torches. Yeah. <laughs> Allegory of the cave. I probably brutalized that, but people are gonna, people are gonna Facebook me about it if I did. So oh, nice. I'll find out about it. Comment below. <laughs> So, I gotta ask you this. This is, my, uh, uh, this is a big question for me, for you. This is the, the one question I wrote down. And I yes, I have gained weight. That yeah. I, might have, <laughs> I might or might not have underlined it. Oh no, this is serious. How did you? How did you get into like beer specifically? Because you came up in a world that was Budweiser, Corona. Mm-hmm. Then some uh, more interesting beers kind of came around. What got you into uh, like writing about beer and kind of the scene? And what was it that just tickled your pickle about beer? Well, the there's a concrete moment that got me into beer. Um, and my brother doesn't like to admit this because he he finally asked me one day when I came over with some RAR to his house and he was like, what are you? I, I, I brought over a six pack yeah. of Buffalo, but it's like, why do you always bring these effing weird beers? This over? is weird beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had, my Corona. Yeah. He had come back from California to visit and he brought some La Fin du Mont. Oh yeah, that, that was a fancy brew back then. Yeah, was like, I, it's still a beautiful Trapel. I haven't seen him around much. You know, I had thought about um, Connor with the boombox had called me when this all started mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I need Le Fendement. the end of the world." Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, man! I haven't had that in the shop for two years. Forever, yeah." And I've this seen is it. Yeah. it's pretty poignant for this moment in time, right? You used to could get it at uh, Lucky Lou's. Yes, back yeah. in the day, back when and they were like, "Oh, you guys are getting crafty." Yeah, there yeah. was a, a, that fridge off to the side. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy was bartending over there back back in the day. That was it. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, or uh, they had Maudi as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maudie, yeah, um, yeah. I had a couple of nice nights of that. Yeah, they would just crack the bottle open and hand it to yeah, you. Yeah, you're the one guy like, asking for it. And maybe like, can I put it in a glass? I'm like, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you just crack open that bottle, <laughs> and it it was cheap. 
you know, it was still, it was like a, well, for college students, but it was, it was a $5 beer. Yeah. And compared to three bucks, that's that not was, awful. And occasionally there was like a Chimay around. Mm-hmm. Occasionally mm-hmm. somebody had a Chimay. Or a Lindemann's Frambois. Uh-huh, I would see Frambois, those there yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, those Lindemann's. Um, but yeah, so my, my brother started this all off. I realized mm. that I liked beer. And I, in college, I was drinking, but it was, well, you know, it was Coors Lights. It was MGDs. It was Budweiser. It was nothing exciting. But I really liked beer at that point. Um, the broader answer of why I dedicated more time is the same reason I wanted to come to Denton. It was passion, art, creation. It, it, it wasn't contrived. It was genuine. Hmm. And that's what these brewers are. These are folks that they didn't, they didn't open a brewery because they wanted to make millions. Because you definitely don't do that hmm. with craft beer. If you hmm. decide to open a craft brewery, you dedicate yourself to what you're creating and these experiments and these fun uh, compositions of flavors that you can combine. It's not because you want to be level of Budweiser CEO. You're never going to make that kind of money in this. You know, um, probably Sam Kelshon with Dogfish and Jim Cook with Boston Beer Company are some of the closest that will get to that kind of money. And they are still very much adamant that we need to experiment. We need to play. We need to support each other because this is just an artist collective, essentially. And I fell in love with those ideals. Yeah. And then more practically fell in love with this better flavor, this better product. It's not just rice and water and sugar. Mm. So yeah, that's what took me into it. What's genuine about it? Just the fact that you like it or you don't, or because what you described is a palette that takes some learning to attain. Right? No, I don't I, think so. Really? Yeah. I think because I, I can if remember you like rice cakes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Rice cakes are pretty I have bad subtle. dreams about rice. cakes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> If you like anything beyond just salt, yeah, your palate is open up. If you like brownies, you love mangoes, yeah, you like I do, um, I like both those things. Yeah, you like salsa. Like, uh huh. Same. Now you're talking about getting your 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 mind is opened up to flavors. We're already all headed that way. We want uh, we want new experimental flavors. We want something that's a little more complex than just rice cakes. So you think beer is pretty accessible? I think so. But why are people like, like uh, when your brother was like, why are you bringing the raw around? Why are you bringing the weird beer? (sighs) You had to eventually sit down and say, no, 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 no. Like you taste, you taste uh, fig, fig. Think about, Fig for a second. Mm-hmm. Taste it. Like there's a little bit of an education of a palate, right? That, yeah. That, that gets you away from like a Corona or a Bud Light. No, I, I don't. Where think, did you get that? I don't from? think you need that education. Really? To enjoy something. You know, when you eat a, um, a Big Mac, 
you're not like, oh my goodness, the sesame seeds are quite, <laughs> quite delectable on this. Yeah, the, that's a good point. Ooh, yeah. this meat, this meat patty is very toasty and this wonderful. Is some grade awesome. A sirloin beef. That's right. No, you just eat it and you go. Yeah, yeah I like it. My that's mind, pretty good. My it's mind says that tastes man. good in my mouth. Yeah, salt, fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nom and nom nom. Craft beer is just that easy as well. I think huh. the um the dissection of it that's where you need education what do you mean by that that's the uh, when you take a sip and you mm, here hold on mm-hmm. okay oh yeah i get a little bit of that lemon i get a little bit of orange okay um, but don't you have to like doesn't your brain have to say i know what that is and that's why i like it because i see a big connection of like yeah i can eat a big mac i can be happy with a big mac that's a good that's a good flavor but also like to taste a beer and a, a beer that like i don't know what i'm tasting and this doesn't taste like what i'm used to tasting it's like uh, let's take the hamburger analogy a big mac tastes like a hamburger we all know what a hamburger is that tastes like a really good hamburger because hamburger because it's like everything that's the essence of hamburger in a little great beautiful package of the the aspects yeah but like if you're going to take that that beer analogy it's like take a budweiser a super cold budweiser and a schooner with ice crystals man that is the most beeriest beer thing ever and it's a great experience and it's budweiser but craft beer is something greater than that it's something out of the realm of what you think beer is or what you're trained to think beer okay, is. okay right? that's fair yeah i you know what you're opening my mind on this that it's uh, craft beer shouldn't be thought of as just simple beer it should be thought of as everything it's right? beer it extra. should open your yeah. mind up to yeah because flavors, yeah period. like you said just yeah. flavor yeah like you said i mean like there are notes of like oh this is an apricot this is a grapefruit mm-hmm. and he, here's the example i sat down there was a gr- there's is a great coffee shop in Fort Worth off Magnolia. I can't remember what the name is. Brood. Brood. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Years ago, when they first opened, I sat down, I ordered a, just a coffee, whatever you got, and they brought it out, and the guy was like, set it in front of me real carefully, and he was like, blueberries. Walks away. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. And I'm set like. the mindset. I'm like, what? what are you talking about i sip the coffee and i'm like oh my god like that coffee tastes like blueberries <laughs> and i was like boom like just like explosion in the mind but that's kind of what it takes it takes somebody setting something down in front of you and saying uh tennis balls <laughs> <laughs> or oh, whatever God. rubber hose or oh, you know like yeah. whatever those notes are oh no those are the scary notes you start getting into rubber yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. bad beer yeah, yeah something's wrong with that beer but um, but you know what i'm saying like someone, scotch someone almost has to like say <laughs> something you're familiar with and connecting it with your brain before you can start to appreciate it craft beer has a it has a bar of like you have to do a little bit of work to really appreciate it unless you just want a good pilsner well a good pilsner is hard to do i know what a good pilsner tastes like these people do a good pilsner mm-hmm. i know what that is this is good you know there, there's some education there right that uh, so that still scares me 
because I I think of um, well, I had I had, we've got some some new customers in Crum that I've been delivering beer and wine to kegs and wine to for their house, and uh, she loves a good rosé, and I took her the rosé de Ville from Brooklyn. It's a beer. It's a sour rosé beer. And I, I said, this isn't beer. Just here. Here's a rosé. I just bought a bought a couple of bottles and just threw one in her case with her wine. Like, just drink it. Have fun. I, I would rather think of it like that. That it doesn't. If you just want to hang out with friends, I don't know if it needs to be, if it needs to be focused on like that. That it can be in addition to what you already know and it can roll in line with what you already know. Hmm. If you love um, your coffee with a bunch of cream and vanilla in it, you can find an amazing stout that follows that line. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. If you love a margarita, if there's a margarita goes. There's a big Mac. <laughs> you know, beer, yeah. actually I'm very sad about that. Yeah. There have only been a few meat beers. And as a carnivore, huh? I really want to make that happen. There's a meat beer? It's, uh, there have been a couple. We might have to have a meat beer fest. <laughs> I like that. Let's call it a sausage fest. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> nice. Nice. Who writes this stuff? <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Man, so... Man, H.P. Lovecraft. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. <laughs> good good that, luck with get that. Get that guy on. Yeah. Him, and, well, him and Plato? Is that, him and Plato. Yeah. That'll be a great episode. Plato, tell me about the cave. I would really love to see you pull somebody like Mike Barrow to make that happen. Uh, you know, he might. He would be a good one. I'm going to write his name down. I have Mike come in with a couple actors and have that episode. He's got some, <laughs> he's got some connects. He's got some connects. So what's the big thing with... Uh, What's the big thing with Bearded Monk right now? What message do you want to send people? What's your big thing? You got beer to go. You got a drive through. Yeah. Phone number is 940-999-7238. You got <laughs> t-shirts. Back to the future. This, this is not fair. He's just reading this off my shirt right now. But that's like the back to the future font. And oh, like yeah. back to the future, as we all know, was set in downtown Denton. The, the clock tower was... <laughs> all that you know that's where oh yeah that's uh, that's the the courthouse that's yeah, it that's it that's <laughs> it this uh i would like to give a shout out to taylor higginbotham again from the brave boys taylor also Gotta have him on Gotta amazing have graphic on. artist oh that's taylor's work yeah. yeah yeah that's what i thought taylor did all thinking. that i just threw random words and ideas at him and he came back with this design for posters and stickers and can growler stickers and t-shirts and taylor's the bomb man He's pretty amazing. So you got beer to go. And what's um, the, like, what, the what, message? You know, what, what do you want to tell people? Because millions of people listen to this. Okay. That's so. it. That's it. Uh, the big one that I've been not spouting, the big one I've been saying, yeah, you can say I'm spouting whether you agree with the message or not. Uh, support local so right now. It is crucial. Yes. The, the, the small businesses are the ones that, Support the community. Add to the culture. Um, they know their customers. They know their neighbors. And uh, they don't get a lot of love. Being one of them, I mean, we get a lot of love. We get, we've get we gotten a lot of support through this. 
but uh, there, there are far more people that don't even know we exist. So yeah, tell your friends, tell your, tell your neighbors, tell your grandmas. Yeah. Yeah. Support local. You know, Ken, Ken, Ken Curran, one of my favorite people in Denton, mm. uh, put it great a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You did that episode on that one. He said, support local is not just a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. It, if you don't support local, you won't have local anymore. So Oof. support local. Okay. Can we make that a t-shirt? But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. We can get Taylor I'm, to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, order a Taylor. t-shirt for Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Let's send it to oh, him. Yes. It's not just a sticker. Well, that's not a slogan. I think we're at a turning point and it'll be very interesting to see how we come out of this quarantine. Yeah. Are we going to come out in this world where the Chili's and the Starbucks and the Walmarts are the only businesses that are stable? Yeah. Or are we going to come out where all of these neighbors, businesses that are strange and creative and um, define the culture are still here? Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see how this rolls. And yeah, well, I hope you're still here because you're one of the great, well, thank you, the sir. great additions in the neighborhood. And when I tell people, I always tell people about that first lease that I did with you guys. I always tell people when I'm trying to find them a space downtown that. You know, the reason I want you guys here is because I care about my neighborhood and I care what's in my neighborhood. Uh, you know, I really wanted craft beer in my neighborhood <laughs> way back in the day. And my the first deal I ever did was Bearded Monk. And uh, that's, you know, I, I really want you here, you know. So you guys are such a great addition. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for coming in. Well, thank you for doing this. This, this is awesome. Awesome. This will be a good one. This will go down in history as one of the great <laughs> oh big deal podcasts. Wait, hold on, hold on. Clank all the cans. Like, oh god. <laughs> this is this is the marking point. <laughs> You're amazing, Ben. Thank you. As are you, sir. I love this you. Man. Wonderful. Mwah. Well, there you have it. Me and Ben getting silly. Getting silly with some beer. That was so great. It was so good to hang out with him. It's always time well spent. Give Bearded Monk a call. Put your order in. Do the drive-by beer curbside pickup. Tell him Glenn sent you. Anyways, I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hey.